Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to great people who are helping cats daily, and hopefully you may learn a little bit more about what you might do in your own community with cats. Today, we are speaking with Dr. Diana Newman. Dr. Newman has been involved in animal welfare for many years. Although her work situations have varied, her dedication to animals has remained the same. Dr. Newman practiced dental hygiene, served as assistant director of a low-cost health clinic, and for the past 15 years of her career worked at Western Michigan University as a program manager for grants from the State of Michigan and the National Science Foundation. After retirement, she became the director of the Barrie County Animal Shelter, where she developed a comprehensive PNR program for the county. Dr. Newman lives in Battle Creek, Michigan, with her husband, two dogs, and four cats, and depending on the time of year, usually several bottle baby kittens and fosters. Her two children, their spouses, and five grandchildren live nearby and are always in awe of the zoo, as they call it. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stacy. So I just wanted to touch base. You have a long history there in your bio, but can you tell me most specifically how you got started in animal welfare? I can. You know, I would like to say it went all the way back to the time when my mother was feeding stray cats in the alley that ran behind our house. That that may have been the real beginning. But actually, I joined a group called Alley Cat Angels several years ago, and they evaded and neutered, lost stray and abandoned animals. Uh, at a local vet clinic one night a month, and they did about 10 to 12 cats. And I thought, this is great. So, you know, they volunteer vets, and this is good. But as I kept thinking about it, you know, 12 cats a month isn't quite going to cut it here. We have an overwhelming amount of stray cats in our in our community, and 12 cats is good, but it's not happening. I started a group called Companion Cats, and we also targeted lost stray and abandoned animals. There was no charge for the spay or neuter. People could come once a week and bring their animals. We paid a vet that was the only paid person. It was kind of like a mash unit. We actually even had an old army light that we used until we got enough money to buy a new one. But for the last 11 years, Companion Cats has been spaying and neutering about a 1,000 cats a year. And we aren't quite as mashy as we used to be. We're a little more sophisticated. And I have a great group of volunteers doing a fantastic job. So that was really where I learned about spay and neuter. So when I then went to Barry County and the cats were pouring in our drop-off pens every morning and boxes of them and things taped shut with baby kittens in them, and I said, this is crazy. We can adopt out and foster out kittens till the cows come home. But until you get to the root of the problem, we're not going to make any any end. So that's when I went looking for TNR help. So you actually worked with me in the mentoring program that the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society runs. And were you doing the high-volume TNR before the program, or was it the program that the mentoring program that sort of kicked it off? We started slipping a few TNRs in under our own budget. Couldn't do very many, but, you know, it's one of those things where you ask forgiveness later. So many people wanted us to take their cats, and we said, you know what, we can't take your cats because we're full, but we can fix them for you. And then I went seeking help, and that's when I found you, Stacey, and God 
bless you, that was just the beginning of what has come to be the best thing that's ever happened to Barry County, in my opinion. I was at the shelter today, and there's not a kitten there. There are no kittens there. It is unbelievable. <laughs> well, maybe, so. maybe you might be willing to share with the folks the timing when you got started with us and what's happened over the years to be able to maybe demonstrate the impact. You bet. It's only, and it happened quickly. It's only been, um, I worked at the shelter for two and a half years and I've been gone a year. So in those three years, I applied for the mentoring program. And as you well know, and I'll let everybody else know, you have to do a little project. You, when you apply, you say, this is the project. And people said, well, we have so many cats in Nashville. That's one of the little villages. I said, okay, we'll start there. So we said we would do 200 cats in Nashville. And that was my project. And you you funded that. And then you said, well, um, we've got a little extra money here. Do you, want, do you want to do some more cats? Absolutely. And then, unfortunately, somebody had to drop out. And you said, do you, want to, do you want to do some more? I said, absolutely. So we ended up doing 400 cats in Nashville. And um, that was kind of on my way home from work, so I'd drive the van every night and set the trap, come back to in the morning with the van and pick up anybody that I picked up, including a skunk one day. And it just was, I don't want to say it's easy to do, but it, it was pretty easy to do. Then we, um, you allowed us to move our borders just a little bit. And so then it came time to for the mentoring part, and it was to mentor the grant. Um, to PetSmart Charities, and we were funded $36,000, and that was probably the following year from PetSmart Charities, and we are just in the process of finishing up that grant, and to date, over probably a two-year period, there have been well over 2,000 cats that have been spayed and neutered. And the impact in the shelter, you're saying that there aren't any kittens at the shelter now? There are no kittens. People are mad. They call. They want a kitten. There are no kittens in the shelter. March, we had none. I think April 4 maybe came in. May, I think they had one mama and a family that somebody dropped off because they were moving. There are no kittens. We said, well, go to Kalamazoo or Eaton or Grand Rapids because they haven't gotten this TNR message yet that it really works. It's made a dramatic, dramatic impact on the shelter. It sounds like you would encourage any other organization that doesn't have a, a TNR program to think seriously about getting one. No question. And that's one of the things that when I retired from the shelter, I began doing two things. One was feeding bottle babies. I love bottle babies. Although there are so many kittens, you got to take care of the ones you have. And so I've been feeding bottle babies. But I joined a statewide organization called the Michigan Pet Fund Alliance. And my reasoning for doing that was to be able to reach more people to talk about TNR. And here's how we did it. And here's where we found the money. We had to go to the commissioners and we had to work out a deal among our vet because we didn't have an in-house vet. And all of the things, none of them alone are difficult to do. And when you put them all together, it really flows and people start talking about it and you start getting calls and you start getting donations, which is a really important piece. I mean, we need these vets to help do the CNR. It was just, I have little cards I pass out to everybody. I cannot say enough about what TNR has done in Barry County. And I want to take that same model and do it in other counties. And Michigan Pet Fund Alliance is helping me do that. So do they have meetings or conferences? Thank you for mentioning conferences. They are 
a statewide organization, and their goal is to bring Michigan to no-kill. Well, you and I know that unless we get the TNR all over the place, we're not going to get to no-kill in the shelters. We've got to keep the cat out of the shelters to come to no-kill. They do have a conference every other year, and we happen to be having one this year, and it's called Getting to the Goal 2016. The date of the conference is September 15th and 16th. And we'll be located in Flint. We have this whole list of 30 speakers, just wonderful, wonderful schedule. And I hope that you would go to the Michigan Pet Fund Alliance page and get more information. It's going to be a great conference as we were just in um, Las Vegas. And just talking to the people there is so exhilarating. And to learn what other people are doing that you're not doing. Every time I, I go home and I say, oh, man, I could do that in Berry County. So that's why. I love those, but but I'd like to invite you all personally to getting to the goal 2016. That sounds very exciting, and it's wonderful. I, I'm a personal fan of collaboration and support and outreach and welcoming everybody into the room to learn more, whether you're an individual or an organization. So the Michigan Pet Fund Alliance sounds like a, a really wonderful collaborative effort. When did it start? I believe they started in 2003. And one of the first things they did was begin a certification program to help rest. Their main focus at that time was rescues. They put together a certification program to show people how to write policies and how to um, find, um, it's a networking thing, how to find other people who are starting, how to select your board members. A lot of um, what I call out-of-the-shelter kinds of things that rescues sometimes don't have because sometimes rescues are small an individual or two in their home and they don't have some of these structural things that make a really good rescue but you need them if you're going to ask for money and if you're going to write grants and if you're going to be uh, show that you are really um, a top-notch organization you need these things in place plus they have a grant fund that called the um, of course it went right out of my mind right here that allows rescues I'll think of it in a second, uh, allows rescues to apply each month for $100 that would help with the cost of any cat that was taken out of the shelter. So if your rescue group rescued three cats and one of them was sick and one of them needed to be spayed and neutered and the other one um, didn't need much, you could ask for up to $100 for each of those cats and you would get it. It's not competitive at all. If you're a certified member of the Michigan Pet Fund Alliance Rescue Group, there's $100 available for you for every cat that you take out of the shelter. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, oh, I have just learned so much. Um, the group is Nobody has been hands-on except me, so I hope that I brought kind of a different perspective into that organization. They're focused in the Detroit area, and I keep saying, you know, guys, Detroit's fine. They have a lot of animals, and they all need help, but the rest of the state, some of it looks like Berry County, and there are some really good things that we can do for the rest of the state as well, and that's the reason for the conference, and that's the reason for their Facebook page, and uh, right now we're talking with Target Zero. Stacy, did you meet them at the conference, Target Zero? Yes, I'm familiar with them, yes. And we're working with Target Zero and a group of Detroit-based rescues and shelters. And so we're hopeful that that would be um, a successful endeavor soon. So when you're thinking about what you know from all of, of Michigan, 
thinking about community cats. What do you think are the greatest challenges in being able to have proactive PNR and all the other necessary programs that need to go along with, you know, a strong PNR program um, in the state? What, what are you, what are your greatest obstacles? Do you think my greatest obstacle at Berry County was the Board of Commissioners. So when I'm working with groups and I am working with two or three different counties, you got to bring them in early. They've got to be a part of this. You have to show them how this can help the shelter. The next important piece. I think is volunteers. I mean, you can't have somebody come in once a week for two hours, although a lot of volunteers do that, and we certainly appreciate that. You have to have a team of people that are ready to go out and set 20 traps and then go back and pick them up in the morning and then take them back after their surgery. Having a a good volunteer base is important. I don't think I even told anybody when we really kind of started spaying and neutering. We didn't call it TNR. We didn't call it anything particularly. We just did it. And that may not be the best way to start, but that's how we started. And then when we showed success, then we say, oh, yes, well, here's this program and we'd like to implement it here. Getting the groups together is probably the third most difficult thing. And a lot of the rescues are small and not everybody always works with each other, which they should. I mean, if you've got an empty spot in a foster house, you should let people know that. So those are kind of the big challenges. And as I meet with um, other companies, those are the things we try and address first. And then how to line up the vet to get them done and where to find some money and, you know, how many can we do and how do we target an area so we make sure we've gotten that area. Like Berry County, we went house to house to house, township by township by township, and uh, we're still finishing up the lower southern parts. If you want it to be successful, you have to get as many of those cats as you can. So if you saw a stray cat on the street, what would you do? Um, that's funny because I've done this. First, I'd look and see if it was ear chips and i know if it was fixed or not. Um, secondly, I might slowly follow it home if it happened to be walking where I could see that so I know it had a home. I don't just run around and pick up cats off the street because they probably have a home and some of the research will show that they don't venture very far from home generally. I would follow it home and if it wasn't ear tipped, I might even stop and say to somebody, hey, do you know the shelter has a program where they can fix your cat for free? I probably would not goop it up unless it looked sick or hurt or looked like it had been on the street for a while. Did Barry County do spay neuter before adoption? as well as pediatric spay neuter? Um, we do. We always did. Yeah, no, nobody got out of there without being fixed. Dog, cat, nobody. Uh, everybody was fixed. Um, pediatric spay neuter was a definite. As early as those guys, when they were coming in, could be fixed. Um, we definitely did pediatric space. And I allowed the vet to make a decision on whether to abort or not. If it was an early pregnancy uh, and a very young kitten and there might be other circumstances, I let the vet decide if they could abort, they did abort. Um, if it was too late in the pregnancy, then, of course, we made arrangements for mom to have the kittens and uh, adopt them out after that. How can people find you? Well, I have an email address. Um, my email address is dnewman0911 at hotmail.com. And my cell phone number is 269-589-8747. And I'd be happy to talk with anybody about TNR. Diana, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? I would say the old Nike ad, just do it. Once you get started, you will see the results. They may come slowly at first if you haven't done too many, but the more cats that are sick, the fewer cats that are born, fewer kittens that are born, the fewer cats that are coming into the shelters where there is not a lot of room. It's full of disease. 
and just can't adopt ourselves out of the situation. So we're saving lives by not bringing animals into the shelter. Excellent. Excellent. You're a kindred spirit, Diana, that's for sure. And, uh, <laughs> thank you. I would like to um, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show, and I look forward to having you back on in the future. Sounds good. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. If you email me a screenshot of your review with your name and address and your t-shirt size, I will send you a Community Cats t-shirt. The reviews really help. Thanks, everybody. Wow.